Hey, hey guys, welcome back. Once again, you're on Killing the Buzz here. Today is going to be an interesting one. Welcome back for episode four. Everybody tuning in, lined up. Uh, today, kind of a, a collection of shows that we're all going to be done separately. I'm kind of running them together. Uh, it'll probably be uh, a little briefer than I was hoping for on all fronts, but uh, after... Uh, Running into some uh, issues today, I've opted to take this as a uh, doing a kind of a little bit of everything. So uh, today's show should be fun. It's an amalgamation of what all I had planned for. We're going to have a review of the Joker. Uh, I'm going to run through some good news uh, all the way around in the horror genre. Uh, we're going to talk about a few things coming up, and uh, you know, for the most part, you know, I'm I'm going to set my agenda for the next two months. Uh, never a bad time to do that. So. Welcome me back once again. Suit in, uh, have a seat. This is uh, this should be interesting. Uh, first and foremost, though, before I go anywhere, again, I'm a non-monetized podcast, not making any money here solely for the entertainment of uh, of yourselves, and uh, honestly, to hear myself talk a lot and then have to cut it all around. Um, I do this for free. I do this uh, solely because it's just I enjoy podcasts. I've enjoyed listening to them for years. Um, it's a great way for me to spend what little free time I have left in my day. So maybe, you know, I can do something that you guys would enjoy. Uh, you know, if that's the case, awesome, fantastic. I hope you subscribe. I hope you leave me some feedback. I hope you leave me some good reviews. The more you do, the more content I can get out there, the more reach I can make with this. So, you know, I would hope that uh, by all accounts, you're enjoying yourself. If you are, then tell some people. Let some people know. Spread it out there. Uh, if not, tell me. Let me know. What sucks? What should I do different? That's the most important thing for me. I, I can't do it without your feedback, so please, please, please feel free. Jump in there. Tell me what's going on. Uh, today's show, uh, as I said at the at the opening there, uh, we're going to do some things. But first and foremost, let me go ahead and set my agenda for the next, uh, well, through the end of the year. Because, I mean, we're getting pretty tight to it. It's... Uh, Two and a half months left in the entire decade, so, you know, it's uh, it's winding down. We're coming to a head. So, uh, we are about halfway through October right now. Uh, a few of the plans that I've had haven't worked out the way I wanted to, so uh, I will address some of that at the end of the show. Some of my uh, mental house cleaning coming up there, but uh, for now, you know, we're going to wrap up October. Uh, I have this week's episode going up. Uh, next week should be part one of a two-parter uh the first part uh being the good halloween movies i'm going to do a two-part list uh first and foremost i'm going to walk through and i'm going to review what i feel are all the good halloween movies and then i'm going to do a second part which is all the bad halloween movies and i had some thoughts on the way to do that but i've decided ultimately the best way i can do it honestly uh you know i've seen every one of them but i'm going to watch them again uh, I've had to do uh, some digging to get the collection, but watch each and every one of them again, and I think as I watch them, I will record my thoughts, and then at the end of it, I will assemble those into uh, a nice form and flow podcast there, and, and kind of, you know, make that happen. Uh, I feel it's only fair. Uh, I don't know what the hell I just did to myself other than agreeing to rewatch uh, Halloween Resurrection, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2, Halloween 6, Halloween 3, Jesus. Uh, that should get ugly. Boy, there's some bad stuff in there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, fair enough. It's, 
you know, better to do it with fresh eyes and a fresh take. And, you know, maybe I'll see something I missed. Probably not. I've probably seen all the good ones 50 times and all the bad ones probably two to three. With the exception, I think, of Rob Zombie's H2, which I saw in theaters and left furious and never watched again. So, um, okay. Uh, that should wrap up October, those two. Uh, November is going to be interesting. Uh, first and foremost, uh, once Dr. Sleep comes out, you're going to get a full review on it. Uh, I'm really looking forward to that. That has been on my agenda for a while. The, the trailers for it have been fantastic. Really, really, really looking forward to what they do there. Um, I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that uh, probably a little later in the show. Uh, for now, you know, just to kind of go through, that'll be the first part of November. And then for Thanksgiving, we're going to do something interesting. I am going to do family horror. Uh, I say that, uh, no, I, I don't mean, you know, gremlins and, and you know, uh, Goosebumps movies. What I mean when I say family horror is uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Hills Have Eyes, um, you know. You could, in theory, put the Scream franchise in there. Uh, a lot of family stuff going on there, but, uh, you know, just movies that are about either the the victims or the, uh, or the antagonists being multiple familial people, and... You know, I'm going to focus on, on the big ones, but, you know, there's a few scampy ones in there, too. Some weird stuff that I think everybody will enjoy, so uh, we'll dig into that when it comes time. Uh, that should wrap up November. December, I get an opportunity to redo. Uh, I blew our Friday the 13th uh, podcast uh, pretty badly. I just never had time to sit and rewatch what I needed to rewatch. Uh, I couldn't come into it fresh, and if I'd have done the podcast, it probably wouldn't have been very good, so I'm kind of glad I didn't. December gives me an opportunity to do that over. I'm going to go in. I'm going to rewatch it. I actually have the entire collection. Uh, I will rewatch every single film. Uh, you know, obviously there's some good ones in there I love. Uh, I already know my orders on that one too, but, you know, maybe with, again, fresh set eyes, I might get some appreciation for some of those massive piles of shit that, you know, exist within there. I doubt it. Uh, I'm sorry. Nothing will actually salvage uh, Friday Five in the beginning because, well, Good God, that movie is a that movie is a hunk of shit. Uh, believe it or not, I'm going to do that as a two-parter as well. I'm going to do the good, then I'm going to do the bad, just like I do with Halloween. Uh, spoiler alert: This may be news to some of you, but uh, Jason X will probably be in my good list. Uh, so don't freak out. I have my reasons. I promise. Um, I actually love that movie. Uh, for a number of reasons, not the first of which is that it doesn't take itself seriously at all. Uh, if some of the other films in the franchise had uh, taken that same motif, they probably would have been a little better off. But um, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, obviously we've got Christmas coming up. Uh, I do intend to do some Christmas related horror. Uh, Gremlins will probably wind up in there, let's be honest. Uh, I, I love Gremlins, but, you know, it's, a, it's kind of a weird horror. It falls into the, to the campy. But, like, I don't know, child-friendly horror section. Uh, you know, Black Christmas, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night. There's a ton of good Christmas horror with Krampus. Uh, so, you know, I'm going to go through a, a deep dive of what I love uh, about Christmas horror movies and then the ones that, you know, I can't recommend ever. Uh, and we'll, we'll go from there. So, uh, in the meantime, you know, that's, uh, that's, that's long-term. 
Uh, how about today? Let's let's focus on today. Let's deep dive into why we're here today. Uh, first and foremost, uh, before I dig into my review of the Joker, uh, we're going to go through some news, some things that's going on. Uh, and I would be amiss not to start with the uh, the franchise that uh, probably has the most life in it right now, and I'm loving, loving, loving what I'm seeing. Halloween. Uh, we have casting for Halloween Kills. Uh, we have filming for Halloween Kills. So we have a ton of returning cast from the original Halloween. Sheriff Brackett. Uh, we, we have, you know, uh, obviously they've recasted Tommy Doyle and the little girl. Um, we're getting back into the nurse. We're getting just a ridiculous amount of recasting there where people are coming back in or being recast. Uh, you know, which is fantastic. I don't know what Sheriff Brackett's doing. You know, I don't, I don't know what any of these things are going on. What I know is that it piques my interest. What really gets my ball rolling, though, is I'm seeing, you know, there's leaks from the from the filming. Uh, it looks like, uh, it, it definitely looks like we're going to get some flashback stuff. Uh, it also looks like we're getting a fresh, a, a fresh run. Um, we're going straight from where we, we ended. Uh, we've seen uh, Lori pull up to the hospital, Haddonfield Memorial. Which looks amazing, by the way, in the pictures. So I'm kind of stoked about that. Um, some news was going around suggesting that uh, this would be set two years after the fact, and that has not been confirmed anywhere. I kind of have my doubts. I don't see that happening. Uh, not that it's not possible, but I just don't see a way that they do that. I feel like this is going to be a story that rolls straight on through. Uh, Guys, can't tell you how stoked I am for Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. I think both of those will be fantastic. Uh, I think that uh, David Gordon Green and I think Danny Boyle together have a plan. They have a vision. Uh, I think uh, there's a lot of fan service going into it, a lot of love going into it, and I, I think that they know where they're headed with everything, which is really, really good. I don't feel like Rob Zombie did that uh, at all. I don't feel like there was any love. I don't feel like there was any fan service. Uh, I feel like he hated everything about them, and I feel like uh, he had decided that, uh, oh, I'm doing a sequel. Well, let's see how we can fuck this. And boy, did he. So, uh, you know. But hopefully, you know, uh, as as October wraps up, there'll be more details, things I can really, uh, I can buckle down on, and, you know, we can really get into the meat of. Uh, I'd like to do some more news-centric stuff on this uh, podcast. I don't have a voice made for news, obviously. I have a little bit of a draw. Um, my my voice runs a little slow, and I can see why some people don't like it. But hey, I'm excited. I, I think this is going to be great. Something else that excites me and, uh, you know, may or may not excite everybody else, uh, I just got to say I'm I'm totally on board with. That is... The next installment of Tremors, Tremor Seven. If you're you're not a fan of Tremors, I understand. It's it's campy, hokey. Obviously, the first one a lot of people love, but it falls off from there. Um, we're on the seventh installment, and boy, that's a train I'm on. Uh, I'm riding all the way through. It helps that they uh, breathe some new life into it uh, in Tremors Five when they brought Jamie Kennedy in, who, by the way, um, I will never forgive. Anyone involved with the creation of Scream 2, 
uh, for deciding to kill Randy off. Uh, Randy is us in that movie. Or at the very least, Randy is me in that movie. He was the point of view character that, you know, every horror movie should have that. Somebody you as a audience member can sit and go, I think that's me. Randy is that guy. And to kill him, A, to kill him off screen, I mean, obviously, you know, his death is happening at a kind of a key time in the movie. But to kill him, first of all, is bad. To kill him off screen was just unnecessary. Uh, I hate everything about it. Uh, it pissed me off. It takes me out of the franchise. Uh, even his uh, VHS taped cameo for the sequel, you know, didn't do anything for me. Fuck those guys. Randy was the man, even though he couldn't quote Alien correctly. Um, I'm sorry, Aliens correctly. Here I go, fuck it up too. Um, you know, there there's things that you don't do, and you, you don't you don't kill Randy. That just that was unnecessary. I mean. It's almost like this franchise would have killed Dewey. Oh, wait, they did. In pretty much every single opportunity they had, except test audiences hated them for it. So somehow test audiences brought Dewey back to life and couldn't say poor Randy. So, Randy, I'm pouring one out for you, homie. Uh, no, Jamie Kennedy's my man. Let's be honest here. Uh, when he popped up in, in Part 5, it was a reason for me to buy, for a reason for me to watch. Uh, the fact that he's Burt Gilmer's son is even better. Uh, those movies are 100% camp. They're all schlock, but God, I love them. I just, I can't, I can't say enough good things about the Tremors movies. Uh, if you're not in, you're not in. I understand. You know, there's something about graboids and and uh, shriekers and ass blasters that, you know, I can kind of, I can kind of understand where that doesn't happen for people, but it happens for me. Uh, I cannot say. Anything more than uh, I'm extremely happy to see the sequel coming. I absolutely love Part Six. I loved, uh, I love that they're traveling with it. You know, they took it to Africa and then they took it to uh, Antarctica. You know, we got new, new locales. We got new graboids that are vastly different than the the previous ones we've had. It shows a mythology. It shows somebody sitting back, even on a low budget, planning and uh, creating, uh, which is never a bad thing. Uh, ultimately, I think what it comes down to is uh, somebody had a little bit of love for the franchise and realized that, you know, there's a lot they could do there. So, isn't that amazing how that works? Uh, a few other things that, uh, little snippets and bits that have come across me. Uh, first, uh, Eli Roth is producing a new horror movie. Uh, the official title that we've been released to is 1031, which is, you know, Halloween. So I don't know what the plans are. I don't know what the what the official synopsis or any of that stuff is yet. But I know it's Eli Roth, so I'll watch it and I'll probably cringe through about half of it. But the man does good work, so I'm all on board. Uh, obviously, I don't feel like it's going to have anything to do with the actual Halloween franchises, but you never know. This could be one of those things where they've slid some uh, secrecy in under the door, and I I'm all for that too. Uh, we'll see. Um, going forward with that, uh, Candyman, some news on that. Apparently, uh, we will see Tony Todd back, which is fantastic. I'm all for, uh, I do believe Jordan Peele is, I know he's producing. I can't remember if he's directing off the top of my head. I should probably have pulled some more notes on that. Uh, I was just going by the screen grabs that I've kind of collected over the last couple of weeks. 
Um, I'm totally on board with Candyman reboot. Um, that's 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 fine for me. Uh, apparently the Jigsaw reboot is still going strong, and there's been some stuff going on there too. Um, I'm intrigued. I'll probably watch it. Uh, the Saw movies are what they are. I love the first one. I enjoyed the second one, and uh, gradually my uh, my ability to like or support those movies fell off. At every single movie, it, it would drop a little more until I don't think I bothered to see the last two. So, no big losses there. Uh, that's beating a franchise into the ground. I'm still waiting for a. Uh, there was a there was a talk in one of the uh, the commentaries about doing a sequential cut of all of the Saw movies as everything goes in order. Uh, I think that would be fantastic. Uh, you know, we got a we got a Godfather cut like that, and I felt like that was a vastly underrated thing. Granted, the Godfather movies themselves stand the test of time, but, you know, it was interesting to see the whole movie play out in sequential order. Uh, so, I'm kind of big there. But, you know, we'll see. That's probably never going to happen, but I would have loved the notion. So, any of the uh, the wonderful people who do a lot of fan work or anything like that, by all means, guys, you all know who you are. You guys do some amazing things. So let's see if we can make that happen, because at the very least, it would pique my interest enough to watch it, so... Um, but, you know, not much else in the news genre. Um, I will say a few things that I've seen. Obviously, uh, uh, Creepshow, the anthology series on, uh, AMC, or, on, well, AMC, Shudder is out. Uh, we've got the first two episodes. I believe the third episode should have dropped, uh, earlier this week. I just haven't had a chance to watch it yet, but if you don't have Shudder, I would thoroughly recommend do the seven-day trial. Do the 30-day trial. Do whatever you can do. Uh, get Shutter. Shutter's fantastic. A lot of good stuff on Shutter, but this stuff is where it's at. It's primo. Um, I'll be 100% honest with you. The the casting is fantastic. The direction, the production is fantastic. It feels like a good movie. Uh, so far, they the, the first two episodes were fantastic. Uh, you know, uh, we had uh, Tobin Bell. We had Jigsaw in there. We had uh, the gentleman who plays Gustavo in Breaking Bad. Uh, big props out to uh, El Camino. Saw that today. Uh, no spoilers. Fantastic. Unnecessary, but fantastic. Um, you know, we had uh, this this past episode. DJ Qualls was in, who's vastly underrated to me. Uh, you know, it's just the stories are, are great. I love them. They're so weird, and that's what I like. It's It's kind of a a campy, hokey, kind of schlocky horror thing. And it feels fun. You know? You don't take any of it seriously to the most part. But it's it's either it's either creepy and unsettling, or it's just so hokey that it's fun. And those two things, you know, they don't exist independently. You can have both. Uh, I love it. So, I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, if that's not a singing endorsement, then, you know, find somebody else who's got one. But, um, I definitely recommend Shudder. If just for that. That's... Had no issue renewing my uh, my uh, my subscription. Uh, I'm pretty happy with it. Uh, guys, as I'm sitting here, I have uh, I have the crow playing in the background behind me. So, kind of excited. Uh, Halloween's here. October's here, guys. Uh, I should have put some more in my opening, but goddamn fall's here. It's that time of year. It just feels like Halloween. October, the entire month feels scary and spooky and 
you know, the temperature starts to change, leaves start to fall. You just, it's so freaking nice. The smells, uh, the shit going on, you know, this is my time of year. Unfortunately, you know, I don't have free time. Uh, so I don't really get to enjoy it anymore. Uh, I do have a costume lined up for work this year, which may or may not happen. Um, we'll see if they decide to fuck with me on it. We'll, we'll see what happens. So, um, but yeah, that's, uh, you know, we're, we're rolling into October. I wish I'd had more content for you guys prior to this. Unfortunately, uh, we'll go back into, uh, my mental house cleaning at the end of the episode, but that's where I'm at with things guys. So, um, appreciate you guys tuning in. Uh, and now we're going to jump right on into my review of Joker. And here we go. Alright, boys and ghouls, fins and friends, let's jump into this. This will be our non-spoiler review for Joker. I uh, had a chance to see it this week and, uh, you know, I, uh, I gotta say it's uh, very much a standalone thing. So, if you have questions regarding what uh, will or won't be the, uh, the future there, uh, just know that there's uh, quite a bit going on. Um, first and foremost, how I kind of stage this, I'll do this very similar to the way I've done my other reviews on here. Uh, I'll give you my thoughts on the good. I'll give you my thoughts on the bad. I'll give you my overall synopsis, you know, my overall uh, recommendation, unrecommendation, whatever. Uh, I will give you some uh, some other glowing stuff and some other stuff. Uh, I will attempt to avoid this becoming a uh, bitch fest on the state of the DC universe uh, as a whole. Yeah, I can avoid a lot of that. But I do feel like in order for me to preface for you uh, why I'm doing this review and why you should probably take me a little seriously with it, uh, I've got to go ahead and let you know where I'm at with things, where where my thoughts lie. First and foremost, I'm a huge comic fan. Have been my whole life. I have a rather healthy collection, depending on who you ask, healthy or stupidly obese, uh, as far as the collection goes. Uh, I see pretty much everything that comes out. Uh, I, I'm first in line in theaters for a lot of it. So, you know, I'm a big thing, but my love for comic books, it goes back to quite honestly, my very first memory. Uh, I'm sure all of you listen to this. You all have some, some first linear memory. When I say that, it's the first thing you remember, uh, you know, or maybe you don't, you know, some people don't, you just, you know, but my first thing, the first thing I remember uh, above and beyond all else, anything else, I remember seeing Batman at our drive-in, uh, Batman 89, let me preface that, Michael Keaton Batman, uh, the very first one. Now, granted, with the way drive-ins used to be around there, uh, I could have seen it as late as probably early 90, uh, which would have made me th- a little over three, which kind of falls in there. You know, I do remember it. Um, I couldn't tell you exactly when, you know, obviously time at that point is a kind of a, a fleeting emotion, you know, you don't really gather that kind of thing. So I couldn't tell you exactly how old it was, but Batman is my first memory and I have been a Batman fan my entire life. Uh, I have, 
I have followed the comics. I have, uh, I've kept up with, you know, obviously Batman the Animated Series is the seminal Batman adaptation for me, bar none. I, I cannot say enough about Kevin Conroy. Everybody knows uh, if you're a Batman fan, that's Batman. That's the voice you hear um, when you read the comics, as you should. He nailed it. Um, Tim Burton did a hell of a job with that, and uh, Batman Returns was another one, you know, everything. So, you know, just to give you, you I'm a huge Batman fan. And you can't be a huge Batman fan and not be a huge fan of his rogues gallery. Um, Joker, Penguin, Riddler, uh, Poison Ivy, Catwoman, uh, you know, all those. But, I mean, Joker is the seminal yin to the Batman yang. He is chaos in the face of order. He is, uh, he is, you know, evil in the face of justice. He is death in the face of life. So... He is all those things. So, you know, when they announced this, they announced that they would be doing a standalone Joker movie that's not anchored into any previous film mythologies, uh, not really going to be a sequel or a prequel or, you know, have any kind of direct ties in anything, but more of a, a broad idea, an origin of the Joker. My first thought was, bullshit. You can't do that. Joker doesn't have an origin. He has an origin, but he doesn't have an origin origin. Um, you know, he's a reform, you know, he, he's a petty criminal that fell into a vat of chemicals at Ace, at the Ace Chemical Company. You know, that's, that's Joker. You know, this seemed dumb to me, I guess, as an, as a notion. Uh, but they had a number of good people involved. They had, uh, Joaquin Phoenix cast as a Joker, which I thought was fantastic. Um, they had Todd Phillips directing, who I've loved his comedy work. I just wasn't real sure about a serious stab. Uh, I know Scorsese was originally lined on as producer. I don't know how deep that went, although I will say that the roots of this feel very taxi driver. So there's that. Um, you know, ultimately, uh, I gotta say, I, I, I was, I had tempered expectations. I wasn't sure what to do or say, but I went into it open-minded. Now, the trailers were fantastic. They set up a really good movie. They made you think this was going to be something different, and it was, by all accounts. Um, you know, uh, my, my big fear, though, is how do you have Joker without Batman? Because he is, as I said, he is the yin to the yang. You do need the other one. Well, it works without that. Uh, because it is his story. So let's go into, uh, let's go into what I liked. First and foremost, Joaquin Phoenix as Arthur Fleck slash Joker was fucking fantastic. Joaquin Phoenix is, is fantastic. Even in bad movies, he is fantastic. He chews up scenery better than, you know, just about anybody. He's one of the best living actors there is. And so when he was attached, I had no questions um, about him doing that role. He eat it up. He consumed this character. He put a he put a stamp on it very much in the same vein with Heath Ledger, which you know obviously is a hard thing to hard thing to top. You know that was a, a seminal performance that that set the bar. Well, I won't I can't tell you whether or not this clears that bar. Or, you know I won't try to compare the two because they're it's a different movie. It's a different everything. It's not the same. It's it's apples and turnips. You know it's not the same thing. 
Uh, I will say that uh, Joaquin Phoenix was absolutely fucking fantastic. Uh, Robert De Niro was very, very good. Um, I say that uh, it's kind of a duh, Robert De Niro was good, but Robert De Niro's really not been that good in many years. He phones in a lot of shit. A lot of his movies are paychecks, uh, which, you know, for me is no bueno. Like, I just, I, I you, you kind of get the sense of, oh, look, he uh, he showed up, he stood in front of a camera for uh, two weeks, and he collected, you know, a couple million dollars, and he went home. Uh, this didn't feel that way. His role was brief, but it was very, very in-depth. It was a very seminal part of the role. It's part of what rolls uh, this character into his psychosis. Um, he, he, he's the tipping point. He really is. I thought it was fantastic. I thought he was great. The visuals, uh, the way it's directed and shot just is so good. Like, it's vivid and crisp, but it's also dingy and ugly. Like, if you can have both, uh, the colors are great, but you also, it feels unclean. Like, it feels very, what we imagine, 80s New Yorkish, which I think is what they were going for uh, in 80s Gotham. It feels filthy. Everything feels dirty. So, not really sure, you know, how to describe it other than the fact that it definitely, it feels like the movie that it should be. Uh, both over the top and completely understated, which is is it's awesome. Um, the direction, you know, gotta give Todd Phillips this. I I wasn't sure. Like I said, he did he did great comedies, but never seen you know much in the serious side of him. He didn't. He he bit down. He did. He pulled a David Gordon Green. He he went deep in this. He it's very clear he was a fan. He had a vision in his brain uh, that paid service to the character. That, that paid service to the movie that was they wanted to make, and it it was fantastic from start to finish. Um, this is this is a this is a Joker movie, and I don't. It's not a it's not a movie that was written and then they went, ooh, he, we could say this is the Joker, and we could do a whole thing out of it and do a couple rewrites. No, this was very definitely his vision of what beca- how the Joker becomes a thing. Um, by the end of it, he is full-blown exactly what you imagine the Joker to be. So, no issues there. The concepts of it. I will say they play fast and loose with a few things. Um, and that's not a bad thing. This is actually a good thing. The the reality of it. There's a lot of questions as to what's real. Because there are moments that are presented as real, and then they're not. Uh, without going into any kind of real spoilers, I'll just say that this whole thing could have been a dream state. And, I, you know, not that they say that it is. Not that they even necessarily suggest that it is. But, you know, you, you feel like at the end of the movie, you're like, either it all happened, and it's really fucked up, or none of it happened, and it's still really fucked up. So... Uh, I enjoyed that part of it. I really did. There is a, a very different portrayal of uh, Thomas Wayne. Uh, I will go ahead and say Thomas Wayne is in the movie. Without giving any further spoilers other than that, Thomas Wayne is in the movie. Um, it is not the Thomas Wayne that I expected. This is a very smarmy, very 
well-to-do Donald, or sorry, Donald Trump. I was going to say Donald Trump, but Thomas Wayne. This is a Thomas Wayne who is going to use his wealth and his influence to, quote-unquote, pull these people from poverty and make them better people instead of providing them the tools necessary to do that for themselves. Um, you know, Batman Begins had a great Thomas Wayne. He built a, an entire transportation city to help unite these these people who were, you know, despised, uh, you know, poor homeless to, to allow them the ability to travel uh, to hopefully make their lives somewhat easier. He's not perfect, but, you know, he's trying. This Thomas Wayne feels different. Uh, would I call him the bad guy? No, but he definitely has a, a stench to him that's a little off. So, uh, let's go into what I don't like. That's that's a lot of stuff that I love. Uh, let's go into what I don't like. And there really isn't much. Uh, I really, I'm not going to break much of it. You know, there's, I can't give away too much of what I don't like without it being spoilers. So, it, what very little I didn't like uh, will be very, very light on details. But, uh, it's... It's depressing. I will say that. Granted, it's a Joker movie. I mean, what do you want? But it's definitely uh, it's definitely somber. Uh, the best, some of the best reviews I've seen all kind of sympathize this the same way I sympathize it. I will tell you it is a fantastic movie that I never want to watch again. It is very uncomfortable. I'm glad I watched it. I'm glad they made it. Uh, I just, I don't, I don't love it. Uh, I, I don't. I didn't love sitting through it. I didn't love the feeling at various times in it. Uh, another thing, the marketing on this did, I think, a a decent job of surmising the fact that this is not a a family-friendly, happy-go-lucky comic book movie. There's no Batman fighting Joker. You know, there's no there's no Avengers. There's no you know any Marvel, any DC. You know, obviously this is DC, so a lot of you are going to shit all over me for for mentioning. Marvel and the Avengers, but, you know, as comic book people see comic book movies, there's this illusion of what they are. They they see these things and they go, oh, yeah, this is something to take my kids to. They'll love it. Uh, the theater that I went to see it at was an AMC classic. They had a sign-up front that was posted that said, this is not a kid's movie. This is not a family movie. This is not a traditional comic book movie. This movie is rated R for intense violence, disturbing images, sexuality. Uh, they could not have made it any clearer. I understood that. Everybody I went to see it with understood that. The moron in front of me did not understand that. Uh, there's a gentleman and his wife, and there are three kids. And the oldest kid is probably 11. Now, this is not a shot. Uh, as, as, a, as a kid around that age... My mom let me watch a lot of stuff that a lot of parents wouldn't let other kids watch. Uh, but I was pretty well grounded in reality. We had had this talk of what was fiction versus what was real. Uh, what was, you know, what violence in movies are, what sex in movies are. Um, either they're fantasy and they're completely make believe, or they're, you know, something that is an accurate description of something that really happened, in which case that is a lesson to be learned. You know, it's not something to be enjoyed. Uh, unfortunately, I don't think uh, horror fans' brains quite work that way because we enjoy that shit. But 
No, uh, the reason I say this is this guy is just completely, he's probably in his 30s, and he's just wrapped up in this fucking movie. He's loving it. He's eating it up. He's not looking away from the screen. His kids are not loving it because it is a very uncomfortable movie. Um, as a kid that age, I don't think I would have enjoyed this movie that much. Uh, actually, I know for a fact I wouldn't have. This would not have been something that appealed to me because it is very bleak. There's no happy ending. There's none of that stuff that, as a kid, you kind of want. This is dark and morose and somber and disturbing and uncomfortable. Uncomfortable is absolutely the word I'll use. These kids looked uncomfortable. Uh, I saw the mother shielding two of them frequently, and it has to happen on a few occasions. Uh, When I say there is some violence in it, there is some pretty frank violence. Uh, You know, I know we're not talking about you know, Shazam fighting a monster with, with visual, you know, with magics, you know, lightning powers and any of that shit, there's no flying. The violence in this is legitimate bad shit, uh, bad mojo. And these kids are obviously not, like, they're not liking this. And this dude's just fucking oblivious to the fact that he's got three kids in there not liking this movie, and he's just eating it up. So... You know, that, that there's some tact there that some people don't have. Uh, I don't understand. I don't get people that are, have that mentality. Um, I guess it goes back to, like I said, my mother raised me a certain way. I learned, uh, you know, like I said, I was a huge horror fan growing up. Uh, you know, that's, she didn't run from that. She didn't hide those from me. She didn't make them something taboo. I watched them and I learned, you know, the realities of that. But there are kids that are not prepared for that. There are kids that have not learned those things. There are kids that whose parents don't take them to see those things. And and then when they do show them to them, they're not prepared for that. You know, I don't know if there's ever a time to properly rip that band-aid off, and I'm not trying to be a parent, but I do know as a single adult male who doesn't have kids, if I had kids, that's probably not a movie I take them to see. Um, you know, that's just the reality of the, the business. I couldn't picture somebody taking me to see that at that age. I don't think I would have liked it. I, I think in his mind, he said, oh, it's a Joker movie, Batman movie. Sure, let's go. That's it. Didn't like that. Um, so at the end of things, you know, that's that's what I didn't like. Uh, it wasn't the movie. It was the things surrounding the movie and some of those things. Um, overall... It is a fantastic, well-made, tremendous piece of cinema. I I recommend people seeing it. I really do. I don't want you to take anything that I'm saying as a shot or a reason not to go into this movie, but, you know, I I will let you know. Like, if you've seen Taxi Driver, it's uncomfortable. Don't really, and it's not one I want to sit down and watch a lot. Uh, You know, will I see this movie again? Probably. But it's not one I'm going to be like, ooh, (laughs) hot date. Let's watch The Joker. Not going to happen. Not on my list of repeat views. Uh, And again, that's not because it's a bad movie. It's just, it's an uncomfortable piece of cinema that exists and is great, but I don't love it. Like, I can't, I can't put my brain into that. It's, it's stark. It's, it's very, there's shit happening there that make you kind of stop and reevaluate what's going on in your life. So, you know, do you, do you want to go down that rabbit hole? Not always. Uh, so, I mean, it's not a bad movie. I recommend everybody at least see it at least once and make up your mind. You know, I'd love to say that about every movie. I recommend seeing it and you deciding for yourself. 
because as a as a film fan or as even as just a person the best way for you to decide if you like something is to experience it for yourself and go from there uh, if you let reviews dictate whether or not you like something without actually participating in that thing or experiencing that thing you're you're useless you're you're a fucking flesh suit with nothing going on there's no spirit in that i don't get that i don't understand that um, a lot of people have derided this film into the ground without ever seeing it. Well, fuck you. I don't. I don't know. There's nothing good I can say there. Um, you know that, that's that's tantamount to just basic censorship. You want to ban something without actually knowing why, because somebody told you it's bad. So uh, I guess that's the world we live in today. I don't know how to. I don't want to be that guy that says terrible things, but. It is what it is. So, ultimately, you know, we, we find ourselves looking down a road of, uh, where does this leave us, though? Because this is very different. This is completely out of left field. Uh, you know, there is no Jared Leto Joker in this. There's no gangster Joker in this. Um, there's no tie-ins, uh, no tie-ins directly to Batman in this. You know, there's no, you know, there's none of that. Uh, what does this leave us? Well, it leaves us in a weird place in the DC Universe that I actually kind of like. This tells us that not every story has to be arm-in-arm with another story and part of a bigger universe. That some stories are stories. That's all they need to be. All you've got to do is put forward a great movie with a good plot, with a good character, with a good story, with with a fantastic director and actor, and, and make the best movie you can make. Fuck adhering to, you know, what what universe it's a part of, what series it's a part of, what franchise it's a part of, what comes next. Don't quit worrying about that shit. If you make the best story you can make and you are successful with that, then you can build upon that. But, you know, if your whole precipice is making sequels, which is what Hollywood is now, you know, you're not committed to the quality of the movie. You're committed to the money you're making. In order to get, you know, I'd love to say that every great movie makes a lot of money. It doesn't. You know, the cookie cutter shit tends to make more money. Now, is that to say the cookie cutter shit's bad? No, there's a lot of great cookie cutter movies, but there's a lot of bad cookie cutter movies that still make money. Uh, If you really, really, really want an example of that, see Transformers 1 through whatever the fuck that terrible last night one was. Was that 5, 6? I don't know. They're all awful. Uh, the first one was the only minor, the only one that I actually liked. Everything after that was downhill. Uh, Bumblebee is fantastic, and I will fucking fight you over it. Um, if you haven't seen Bumblebee, I recommend seeing it. I love Bumblebee. It is a great family movie. The shit on Cybertron is absolutely stellar. The effects are amazing, uh, and it's it's a heartwarming, self-contained story that is as much about the Transformer as it is about the people that help him. Um, and even a horrible John Cena acting job could not hurt that movie. So I definitely recommend seeing Bumblebee. If not, you know, I just don't, don't ever come to me about the bad Transformer movies. I've seen the bad Transformer movies. That's actually fantastic. So uh, off on a tangent there. Let me jump back into the DC Universe for a while. Um, you know, I have seen... Every single Batman and Batman-related movie 
on the big screen uh, from Batman 89. Either in a drive-in or in a theater from Batman 89. I saw Batman 89. I saw Batman Returns. I saw Batman Forever. I saw Batman and Robin. Ugh. I saw Batman Begins, Dark Knight, Dark Knight Rises. I saw Batman v Superman. I saw Suicide Squad. I saw Joker. The only Batman film that I did not see theatrically is also one of the only ones that I don't own. And that's Justice League. And let's be honest here. Talking about hunks of shit, Justice League was a massive hunk of shit. Uh, That movie was terrible. And that is pretty much where my relationship with DC broke as far as filming-wise go. Um, Prior to that movie, anything you slapped out, I'd have went to see. Not a question in my mind. After that movie, you're going to have to sell me the movies. That movie was so bad, I knew the reviews were bad. And then the first person I know that that went to see it told me, he said, do not go fucking watch this movie. Wait for the wait. Wait for DVD. Wait for Blu-ray. Uh, see it then. Uh, you know, see it. You might love it, but you're not gonna like it if you go to theaters. It is not good. And you know, I I I went back and forth, back and forth. Wanted to go, didn't want to go. Opted not to go. I don't regret that. I rented it from Redbox on Blu-ray when it rolled out, and I stand by my absolute scathing criticism that that is a hunk of shit. Uh. It takes some fantastic parts, and then it manages to, to suck the life out of all of them. It manages to produce a terrible fucking movie, and it manages to pretty much ruin my faith in a, in a universe. Now, with that said, the plays that DC has made post-Justice League, I got to say are fantastic. Um, my optimism for, for what they're doing coming forward is fantastic, but they no longer have my unbridled unquestioning support to go see everything they produce like I said they will have to sell me with each movie and they've done that so far Uh, Aquaman was fantastic I really liked Aquaman Uh, one of the worst parts to me of Justice League was dude bro Aquaman which is not you took what should have been fantastic and he sucked he was just fucking terrible and the thing is, like, I know that it was written better than that. I know initially Zack Snyder's vision was not that. That was just awful. Because we got Zack Snyder's vision in Aquaman, and it's a vastly different movie. And it's a vastly different character, even though he looks the same and is the same. It's it's a hundred. It's it's a complete 360. Like, or, you know, it's it's completely different. I guess it's a 180. He's he's about face, but Aquaman was fantastic. Shazam was fucking fantastic. I cannot say enough good things about Shazam. I love Shazam. That was so good. Um, you know, ultimately for me, you know, DC is doing a lot of great things. But what they're doing right is they're recognizing that these films only have to serve themselves. They don't have to serve 19 different masters. They can be standalone and they can be fantastic. And they can make a lot of money because of that. Um, you know, that that's the best thing they've been able to do. So, yes... Uh, I'm still a DC fan. Yes, I am still an absolute Batman fan. And fuck you if you're not going to give Robert Pattinson a chance. Uh, shut up. Yes, he was in Twilight. You know what? A lot of people were in Twilight. And those movies sucked. But a lot of those people are fantastic actors. 
there's also Kristen Stewart, but you know, it is what it is. Um, Robert Pattinson has slowly chewed his way into a very, very good film career, and I look forward to what he's doing under Matt Reeves because Matt Reeves is fantastic. The Apes movies are fantastic. Um, what the man can do, I have utter faith in him. Uh, Batman is the one place where uh, they 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 have the ability to lose me on it, but so far I have no issues with anything they've done. Then again, you know, I remember the internet wailing on fucking Ben Affleck, and I remember me sitting back going, you people are all stupid. Ben Affleck could be the best Batman we've ever had. And to a degree, I will say that I think he was the best combination of Bruce Wayne and Batman that we've had, uh, even in a very limited run. Ignoring everything about Justice League because he was a punchline in that movie, he was not a character. Um, So, you know, that's my stance on the DC Universe. Where does this movie fall in? It's a good question. I don't know. I don't know what the plan is. Do I hope to see more stuff like this? Yes, yes I do. I hope to see more character stories. Uh, I want to see more standalone. Do I feel like there's a, a million characters in the DC Universe that can carry a standalone story? No, no I don't. I don't. It's not a shot, but there's not any marquee ca- There's not many marquee characters like that. Like Joker. Uh, Lex Luthor, I think, could carry a story. Um, off the top of my head, not a ton of others are coming to mind, but I'm sure at some point when I actually do some more uh, comic fantasy genre stuff, I'll have some better answers for you there, but I don't at the moment. So, overall review, uh, two big fuck sticks, yeah. Uh, I liked uh, Joker. I recommend you see Joker. Absolutely recommend you see it theatrically, too, because it feels like an old movie. Um, it feels great on the screen. Uh, rewatchability, uh, up to everybody's individual taste. Uh, does not make it a bad movie. Just not sure it's one I'm going to be tuning into every other Saturday night. So, uh, definitely recommend See the Joker. Preferably before it leaves theaters. I'd love to see this movie make a lot of money. Uh, I know it already set the October uh, record for the United States. Uh, it's, it does does great wonders for my heart uh, that people are coming out in droves to see this. So, could not be happier with that. Joaquin Phoenix, will he be the? Will he get an Oscar for this? I, I it's a valid possibility. I, I he is uh, firmly. He's one of the. He's got to be one of the best actors I've seen this year. Best roles that an actor has played this year. I'll put it that way. Um, I'd have to sit down and think about anything else, but he's definitely up there. I would say he's Oscar contender. Uh, if if the Joker wins two, two Oscars for acting, that says a lot. Uh, obviously, Ledger pulled that off, and you know there is some uh, question as to whether or not Ledger's was uh, just a. Uh, a gifted award because of his uh, passing. I really don't think it was. I really think that in that lineup, he was absolutely the best choice. So, it is what it is. Um, definitely uh, give the movie a thought. If you don't see it in theaters, that's fine. I definitely recommend renting it and seeing it when it comes out. Uh, give it some love. Give it a chance, especially if you're a fan. Understand going into it that it is a different kind of movie. Uh, if you don't like violence, do not see this movie. 
it's it's violent. If you have an issue with psychological kind of things, you know, don't see this movie. Uh, I, I put this in a psychological thriller kind of mindset. Maybe not horror, but there's definitely a little bit of gore. Um, and there's a whole lot of psychological issues in this. Uh, you don't know what the what's going on. So, uh, definitely falls into the wheelhouse here. Uh, and that's pretty much my wrap-up on the Joker. So, I guess, uh, guys, uh, thank you for tuning into that part. And uh, I'm going to segue this into a little housekeeping, guys. I'm going to try to do this... Uh, Every other, well, every podcast or so. Uh, I may space it out a little bit, but, you know, just to kind of give you a mindset of where I'm at with things. Uh, Guys, I have a lot of uh, things going on personally right now. Um, I've made a lot of, uh, a lot of plans for the success of this to to be weekly or bi-weekly. And I'll be honest with you, that's very complicated for me to do. I have a job that pulls me uh, about eight different directions. Uh, I get a day off, and I end up spending that day off driving back and forth for shit for my job. Um, I don't get time off. I work 60-plus hours a week. Uh, The one day a week I get really off typically isn't really off. So all of my planning for this was based around typically that one day. And when I have that one day, I really, really do want to spend it knocking out a lot of this, but it's really hard to squeeze this in there. So... um, I'd like to preface with, you know, when I put stuff up and I say, hey, I've got something coming today or tomorrow. If it doesn't happen, I apologize. It's never my intent. I don't put those things up emptily. I plan to. It's just shit happens. And uh, the the reality of it is I do this because I enjoy listening to podcasts. I have fun with podcasts. Um, it, it's, it's a break into my life where I can have a good time hearing somebody else's stories. And I hope that you guys would get that from me. You know, this is meant to be fun. I understand that. That's that's what I love about it. It's, I'm enthusiastic. I hope my passion comes across. I'm sure at times it doesn't. But, you know, it's it's me droning about things that I love. And I hope, you know, you can share those things. So it should be fun. But for me, it's not fun. Uh, let me rephrase that. It's it's fun, but it's also very stressful because I am a, I'm a deep-rooted perfectionist in everything I do. It has to be successful immediately, um, you know. And I will say, my my first three have been less than what I wanted. Uh, I have kind of done them and been not happy with them, and then bit the bullet, finished them up, put them out. Today, I've recorded this podcast three times and deleted it twice. Um, we're talking hours of. Uh, hours of this just I literally went nope fuck it close um couldn't do it I I just couldn't bring myself I wasn't happy with it uh this one uh, I couldn't do that this time I feel like this is actually went smooth Uh, I had to go take a mental health break for a while and uh go eat do some things clear my head um de-stress come back and uh rock and roll with this so there's a lot to be said for amusement on this, and I just, I, it's, it's, it's hard for me to do it because I don't feel like I'm very good at it. I don't feel like I'm great at it. I'm doing it all myself. I'm, uh, I'm recording. I'm editing. I've had a ton of excuses over the years that stopped me from doing it. 
Uh, I never had a good microphone. I, uh, I never had a blah, 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 you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Here's the reality. I have bought three microphones to do this. I'm literally using a gaming headset with a, uh, with a pop filter rubber banded to it right now. And it's better than any, it sounds better than anything else I've done. It's also the most freeing because I can literally move around. I'm not tied to a desk. I'm not tied to a table with a giant microphone mounted to it, uh, talking at it, hoping, you know, getting uncomfortable. This actually allows me the ability to, to kind of do this anywhere in my house. Um, so, you know, I'm loving this and I, I'm getting better at it, but it is very stressful for me. So guys, as it improves, hopefully, you know, you're along for the ride. I, I apologize for it not being great so far. Uh, some of you, I, I've heard from some people that love them, that this is great. And if you love it, I'm fantastic. I hope it improves. Um, I have a lot of work to do on it. I just, it is what it is. I'm not, I'm not comfortable with it yet. So we're getting there. Um, in order to be good at something, you have to suck at it and you have to keep sucking at it until you suck at it a little less and then you suck at it a little less and then you don't really suck at it, but you're not really good at it. And then you, you get a little better at it, but you're still not good at it. And then eventually you become good at it. You know, that's the theory. Uh, but I don't like when I'm not great at something immediately. It's hard to do. I've always done well with things. Like I've always picked up and been fantastic at everything I do. And this is one of those things that now in my 30s I'm having to work at and I find it increasingly frustrating. But it's something I love and something I've wanted to do and something I've wanted to provide. So I'm not quitting. Um, so, you know, it, it's going to be a thing. Uh, I'm working on some life changes, some, uh, some things going on. Uh, I'll be 100% honest with you. I'm not real happy in my job. Um, not meant to be a shot. I'm sure some people listening to this I work with or I work in the company with um, would probably not be shocked by that. I'm sure not everybody's happy with their job. Um, so not what I envisioned myself doing at 32, going into 33. This, you know, really thought I'd be in a much more stable situation. Not trying to figure out how I'm going to pay for an apartment every fucking month because my bonuses uh, are terrible. Uh, so I'm looking at making some changes, hopefully by the end of the year. Uh, who knows what that entails, but one of the things that I'm hoping it entails is uh, a better better free time, uh, a better schedule, let me rephrase that. I may not get more free time. I'd like more free time, but you know, at the very least, a better schedule, which would allow me to box off hours and hours and hours a week just for this, just to enjoy doing this. So I don't have to stress out about losing half a day to do this. Um, that would be fantastic. Also, a better space to work in. Because my apartment is, uh, I'm paying a lot of money for an apartment that half the electrical doesn't work in. That, uh, I have literal bugs, like these stink bugs. If, you, if you're not in the south and you're not getting these stink bugs, fantastic. These things are fucking awful. And they are just swarming into my damn apartment. Uh, I have, uh, I have gap sealed doors and windows. Uh, I have tried to block off a fireplace and these damn things are coming from everywhere. So... Uh, that's a reality living in the south at this point there. They're pretty fucking terrible. But yeah, so I'm, I'm working on some life changes. Uh, nothing overnight. Nothing that's going to happen immediately. But hopefully by the end of the year, uh, my life around this podcast improves or changes and therefore brings the podcast with it. Uh, rising tide raises all ships. So um, it would be very nice to have a much more improved. 
another thing that I'm working on for this particular podcast is uh, guests. Uh, I don't really have a ton of people lined up for that. Um, not a lot of people want to sit and drone on for an hour at a time about a subject, but let's be honest here. It's only so long I can just sit here and babble to myself uh, before people start doing welfare checks. Um, I'm pretty sure my neighbors all hear me talking and think that I'm fucking insane. So, uh, if any of you listeners, you know, uh, the few of you that I know that actually communicate with me, if you're interested in maybe doing some of this, I can get you in on this. We can do Skype. I can, I can get your audio and we can, we can bring you in on this. We can have a conversation because God knows a conversation is much, much easier to produce than this. So. I'd love to. I'd love to talk. I'd love to share details. I'd love to share notes. Um, I'd love to make this a two-way. Because I feel like as an audience listener, I've always preferred the ones that actually have a conversation rather than a lecture. And I feel like I give lectures. So, granted, I'm good at that, but uh, I don't know how many people fall asleep listening to me. I do have a voice made for that. So, if that's what you do, and it helps, fantastic. Not what I intended this to be about, but, you know. Shit happens. I'm just glad you're listening. But yeah, so, you know, as this in, as the rest of this year winds down, my goal is to produce more content. I, you know, I ran through the, towards the beginning, what my plans are for the rest of the year. Uh, obviously, you know, Halloween coming up, another Friday the 13th coming up, holidays coming up, things that horror ties into. Uh, I really, really, really want to produce more content. Um, I've gotten back into my graphic design stuff a little bit, um, producing a few things, um, spending some time, but that's a, again, that's that there are no quick projects in that. Everything seems like it takes hours and I don't have hours to spare. So uh, I'm doing what I can when I can. So guys bear with me. Um, no updates are not bad updates. It just means I just haven't got there yet, but for the time being, enjoy this. Um, expect to hear from me uh, hopefully next Friday I'm not making any promises today is the 11th of October um, I would like to have all of my Halloween movies reviewed uh, and, and out in time for Halloween I will have about in time for Halloween that's not a question mark just a matter of how I can do it uh, but guys stay on the train we're, we're rolling right along uh, you're you're coming along with me, and I am still killing the bus. So, this is Josh ten four over and out, and I will see you down the old dusty trail. And he had to. Now you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Tell me something, my friend. You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs>